Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast. Hyphenation. I'm your host, Kellen Conley. Episode 102. And we mobile. Woo! I have just dropped Angel off at the airport. She is going on a EF Tours trip with her school, going to Greece and Italy, and then she's going to make a stopover with a close co-worker slash friend of hers to go to Israel. She will not be back. (laughs) Pause. She will not be back until not this Thursday, but the Thursday following. So officially, Angel will be gone Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 11 days. This is the longest that she will have been apart from Aaliyah. Longest that we've ever been apart during our relationship. As far as I recall and she recalls. So I'm driving back from uh, the Pittsburgh airport. Headed back In to Morgan two miles, Sound. use the right lane to take exit 64A for I-79 South toward Washington. Let me turn that down a little bit. As much as I'm sure y'all love to hear that. But a brother got to know where he's going. Uh, see, like 64A, I got to pay attention. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, it was an overcast day in Morgantown. Some scattered rain showers. You know your boy got his grass cut yesterday, though. Didn't want to do it. But here I am. Happy Father's Day. Belated. Because y'all won't probably hear this till later tonight. It'll be Monday by the time most people hear this. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Happy, happy Father's Day. Um, Aaliyah and Angel made me a cake. That was awesome. <laughs> Aaliyah wanted to make me a cake, so they did that. Um, went to Crab Shack, Cariba, Cariba in Morgantown. And it was fine. I guess. I need to be in this far right lane. Let me uh, slow down momentarily so I can come over. Thank you. Um, it was fine. They didn't have scallops. And as soon as I saw they didn't have scallops, that should have been a warning sign. Because um, normally they have this thing where they, they like put everything in a bag and then they, they cook it, they steam it, and then they put it with uh, some sauces and stuff. I always get the hot garlicky mess is what it's called. And yeah. They didn't have scallops, man, and I, I didn't, so I ended up getting mussels, which I'm not a big fan of, but they were fine. Had some clams, they were good. A couple uh, crab legs, they were fine, you know. But, uh, no, nothing to write home about. It was, it was good. I had some shrimp. We had, they, they took, they took freaking hush puppies off the menu, if you can believe that, which is just nuts to me. Who takes hush puppies off of the menu? Crab Shack Cariba does. Cariba, whatever it's called. They took them off. So, I mean, it it was fine. And then, y'all know how people make jokes about like, oh, Mother's Day, everybody goes out to eat and mom doesn't have to do anything as idea. But on Father's Day, we have to grill our own meal. Well, normally, as far as I can recall, this is my fifth official Father's Day, sixth Father's Day. Let's see, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 6. Six. My sixth Father's Day. 
and I, I did get the meal on Saturday, but they also wanted me to grill. I'm like, why am I grilling food, man? So uh, I, I was came home very full from Crab Shack. The food was good, but it wasn't quite what I wanted to get from Crab Shack is the main problem. So, uh, you, you know, the food was fine. I had a couple beers. I had a couple Halix. The Halix didn't even taste right. Something just tasted a little, something a little off about the Halix, you know. These things happen. No BD. Um, no big deal for those of you who don't know what MBD means. <laughs> um, yeah, I made hot dogs last night. Then I mowed the grass. Listened to an excellent finished listening to an excellent podcast from one of my favorite podcasts that no longer is uh, out anymore. It was uh, called Girl on Guy. Not that kind of girl on guy, you pervs. Uh, Aisha Tyler, you might know her from all kinds of shit. She's on Friends, just finished up on Criminal Minds. Criminal's Mind, Criminal Minds ended. She's a voice of Lana on Archer. Aisha Tyler is just a cool ass black black woman who's been on a ton of stuff um loves to drink has her own beer that she was putting out a while ago there and she just she uh actually uh wrote and directed her first full feature film full-length film i believe uh came out last year uh she's also the host of whose line is it anyway if that's still on she just has her hands in a lot of bags man but anyway she had this great podcast called girl on guide she would sit down with uh fellow celebrities fellow uh actors and uh you know uh she decided to end it in 2016 or something but she uh used to have i believe she still has it but she used to have this premium section and i really wanted to hear a podcast by somebody on there i was like man i gotta get in that premium section and i'd never do that for a podcast and it might have been Kevin Smith, honestly. But I uh, went to check out the premium. It was like super cheap for a month. It was like three bucks. I was like, all right, I can afford three bucks. And so while I was in there, I just downloaded a whole bunch of episodes that I knew I wanted to listen to um, in the future. So I stuck with that. And I, I still have a ton of podcasts that are on my iPod that I've never uh, removed in fact, I'm ashamed to say I'm still working through some of the Nerdist podcasts that I'm going through. I don't really fuck with Chris Hardwick no more because that whole Chloe Dystra ordeal. Um, even though AMC said he didn't do anything wrong and they kept him on board. I've just never been... I, I believe women and I didn't believe him, man. But I was still like, man, there's, I really enjoyed Nerdist and there's still a lot of these episodes that I have and I, I tried to delete them but I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and listen to them get out of my system so I was listening to one with Robert Kirkman yesterday which is interesting it was right after the season 6 finale with the big cliffhanger about who Negan ended up killing spoilers it was Glenn and uh, Abraham but then while that was going on um, that, that was later in the mowing process after that I uh, decided I wanted to or not after that. Before that, I finished up the Aisha Tyler um, uh, podcast I was listening to. And this one was with Michael K. Williams. And when you say Michael K. Williams, the first name that normally pops in some people's minds will be Chalky White from Boardwalk Empire. This, but the, the Michael K. Williams that I knew and loved, his name was Omar Little from The Wire. The greatest television series 
that I've ever witnessed in my entire lifetime. So she sat down with him, and um, normally they'll, they'll, when she sits down and do these interviews, they'll, they'll get into the shits. How did you get into acting? How did you get here? And they'll branch off all kinds of places. And she's just a good interviewer, man. I really hope that Nana Criminal Minds is done, and I don't know what she's doing as far as her next project as far as being a director but uh if she plans on sticking uh if she if she needs something to do i would not be mad if she brought girl on guy back even on a six episodes a year basis because it was really freaking good and she sat down with michael k and he got into everything like how he got um and start in uh acting and he used to be a dancer something i did not know uh, danced for all kinds with uh, all kinds of big artists. He was inspired by Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation 1984 video. Um, I believe it was just Rhythm Nation by itself. Rhythm Nation 1984 was the album. Um, he was inspired by that and started dancing. And it was actually when he was a dancer that he got his uh, his scar in the club. Um, but it, it was just a real good conversation. He talked about his uh, hard times and his troubles and how on the wire he uh, was fading in and out of uh, heavy drug use and he, he would get clean and then he wouldn't be clean and it, it just seemed it, it really uh, felt not like he was making it up but I mean it, it sounded like your neighbor down the block who uh, might have had drug problems and dips in and out throughout the years except more than likely your neighbor down the block may not be with you anymore because of his drug use but uh, Michael K is like he said several times in the podcast he's just had a lot of uh, uh, luck and uh, he believes angels watching over him and at the time he was still doing boardwalk boardwalk's been over for a few years now but it was a real great interview so if you uh, want to go to girlongod.net I believe the premium section is still available check out that Michael K Williams interview if you really want to hear it and don't want to pay for it holla at your boy sorry Aisha but um, I will uh gladly upload it and send you a link so you can check it out this is a really good podcast that's my first recommendation so we're past 100 finally Ugh. first time i'm sitting down to do a solo pod since then got pods lined up this week I'm supposed to be getting up with the immortal maps miles amadeus prower to record some a podcast called fresh tonight um, congratulations on him, to him and his wife, Ebby. They are adding a boy spawn to the girl spawns. It will be Maps' fifth child. It's sort of ironic because Maps' uh, I Black Man podcast, check that out on the Hyphen Podcast group, which this podcast is brought to you by too. Um, he's been talking about abortion a lot lately. And just two episodes ago, I believe, he kind of went into... Not that he's against abortion and stuff, but he shared a little bit of his history with abortion. And it was it was really crazy to hear. I've never heard of someone open up like that about abortions. Because, I mean, normally it's like, I, I, I just don't know. You don't, you just don't hear people talk about it. It's not like, hey, man, I went, I went down to Miami and I got knocked up. And so I got rid of the baby. Like, nobody talks like that. Abortion is a serious thing. And it's a hot button issue, for the record, in case anybody's wondering, I am pro-choice. So, I'm against all that shit that they're trying to do with banning abortions and stuff. And like Maps always says, uh, just because you make you ban something doesn't mean people's going to stop doing it. They'll find other ways to do it, and 
they'll find other unsafe ways to do what they need to do out on these streets. So there's that. <sighs> but uh, yeah, congratulations to Maps and Abby. Boy Spawn coming. I am with Young Rain. She wanted to name the baby Chichala, son of Chichaka, but I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> T'Challa, son of T'Chaka, um, Prower. I, I like it, Maps, but I'm supposed to be getting up with him tomorrow night. I'm supposed to be getting up with Marcus showing Mad Love Robinson to talk about the 30th anniversary of Batman 1989. We did the 10th anniversary of The Dark Knight last summer. This summer, we're going back to Michael Keaton and them, Jack Nicholson and them. Kim Basinger and them and I did a question so if the questions suck sorry um, but yeah we'll, we'll be talking about that and then of course the finals just ended the Warriors lost the Raptors won in six Clay hurt his ACL I kind of partially feel like that was my fault because when KD's tendon snapped when his Achilles went pop I was watching and I didn't watch most of game six. I turned it on in the second half and I checked the score. And I saw the Warriors were winning and Clay was killing it. And when Clay went up to make that play, he got fouled. He came down weird and Steph went across the court and the Steph just knew. And Clay said he didn't feel anything, but we all knew. And he has a torn ACL. So. Two of the Warriors' big four go down within three games of each other. Two games of each other. Uh, they expect Clay to be back late next season, wherever he signs. Already heard the Warriors want to give him a five-year max deal, which is right by them. Uh, Michael Thompson, formerly of the Los Angeles Lakers, of the Showtime-era Lakers, said that he heard KD and and. Clay talking about having unfinished business, so I don't know if that means KD resigns with Golden State as well and takes his max deal. KD's supposed to be out the entire 2019-2020 season. So the Warriors are going to look a little bit different next year. And, of course, Anthony Davis, pending it all going through properly by July 6th or whatever day they finalize the trade, pending it all goes through properly, Anthony Davis just got traded to the Los Angeles Lakers to be paired up with uh, LeBron James. So, the West is looking different. So, I'm looking to get up with uh, my guy Lane of Lemon on the Edge to talk some sports, wrap up the NBA season, talk free agency, talk injuries, talk trades. So, uh, might have some other people on. Uh, Dave Smalls, who's been on uh, Limit on the Edge a few times, he said he wanted to do it with us. And then Marcus also expressed interest. So I'm looking to do that by Wednesday or Thursday this week. Knock those out. So I'm going to be uh, all over the place on Hyphen Podcast Group. And speaking of Hyphen Podcast Group, again, Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group. Hyphen Podcast Group, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, a Morgantown, West Virginia based podcast collective. Bringing great podcasts to the people. The Morgantown Magazine um, 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 featured hyphen podcast group, hyphen podcast group.com. Chia. Also, this podcast is always brought to you by my friend, your friend, 
the great Marcus showing Mad Love Robinson's Mark Rob. That's the marc.rob.wordpress.com. Marcus writes beautiful pontifications within paragraphs of prose that I find to be very pleasing and punctual. Okay, I ran out of peace. But check out all my man's writing, man. He does great shit over there. I'm still fucking Radio Public, but uh, if you want to check out the Radio Public app, you can. But this will probably be the last time I mention Radio Public in a space where it's like, I like this this podcast app because really I've been checking out Spotify. I got to listen to The Secret Life of Weddings on Spotify because for some reason it's no longer on Radio Public. And as far as I know, they have not fixed their... Um, have not fixed the whole click this uh, iTunes link, click this Apple Podcast link, it'll come up in the Radio Public app. That hasn't been fixed. You can still type it yourself if you remember because now the Apple links say podcast.apple.com slash whatever. They used to say iTunes.apple.com. So if you change it to iTunes and then if you're able to click it that way or if you paste it in the Radio Public, it'll sometimes come up. But I don't know. I'm kind of fucking with Spotify right now. So, we shall see. I still got a shit ton of uh, podcasts to listen to on Radio Public, though. So, now that we've uh, talked about that a little bit, and I've shared my pontifications with you, let's get into the episode. First topic, as long as I don't run into the back of this car, let's see, HN Central, let's go. HN Central, let's go. First topic. Ooh, it's a good one. It's a good one. I've been waiting to talk about this one. This one's been sitting in my topics for a minute. And I kind of alluded to it a little bit on episode 101 with uh, the fantastic EG, a.k.a. Catcher of Shows, a.k.a. Eric Jordan, a.k.a. Eric Jordan Jr. Yeah, had to rephrase. And no, I won't fix that in post. I don't care. Uh... We talked a lot, a lot of music, man, and I, I'm really proud of how that episode turned out. I had a great um, guest appearance from Johnny Harmonic barging in in the middle. Probably one of the most iconic so- uh, lines on the Hyphen Nation in 101 episodes. What are you guys doing out here? Making out? That's how he came on, and then it was on from there. Uh, I'm a litterer. Yes, it's true. I shouldn't have done it. I don't know what I was thinking. I did pick the plastic up. It hadn't gone far. I don't know what I was thinking, okay? It was a bad move on my part, okay? Shit. (laughs) But I alluded to this topic in that episode, so we're going to get into it. So, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who don't give a fuck, unlike me, Taylor Swift will be releasing her new album, Lover, sometime soon. I believe she just dropped another single. I've not checked out the, the single yet. I have heard me on the radio featuring the guy from Panic on the Disc, Panic from the Disco, or Panic in the Disco. Yeah, shit. <laughs> I have checked that out, um, and uh, you know it, it's fine, not a big deal. But I looked at uh, one of my coworkers, former coworkers now, Alicia, and I said, "Man, I don't like this Taylor Swift song." She said, "Well, at least she has a song out." I was like, damn. Okay, Alicia. 
point to you, ma'am. Um, so yeah, I want to talk about pop stars and, and, and mostly I want to kind of focus on Taylor because of what I wrote down, what I wrote down on here was along the line simple as this. It just simply says Taylor Swift peaked and people will be like, oh, how, how, why would you think Taylor Swift peaked? Like, why? I don't understand. Well, here's how Taylor Swift peaked, ladies and gentlemen. Here's how she peaked, okay? Um, Taylor peaked simply because her music since 1989 has not been as good. Now, let me let me break down a little history for you on my relationship with Miss Taylor Swift, okay? So, first things first, the early country records didn't care. They were fine. Angel was into some of them. The whole Tim McGraw connection, that's cute, whatever. Uh, I started to actually kind of pay attention to Taylor. Uh, it wasn't... It was actually um, when she had the song out, You Belong With Me. Um, that was a big hit. It crossed over to our local radio station, WVAQ. Uh, it was very well received. And it, it was definitely a, it had a country vibe, but it also had a pop vibe. And you know what I, I, for what it was, I was like, you know what, I enjoy this song. It is what it is. And don't quote me because I can't look at my phone right now because I'm actually en route, obviously, to Morgantown. But with all that said about uh, her uh, early country stuff, I was like, oh, it's, it's, it's fine. Taylor's over there. I'm like, I'm not really worried about Taylor. I'm paying attention to what's happening on these hip-hop vlogs right now. Of course, in 2009, we all know what happened at the VMAs, the Video Music Awards. She won Video of the Year. I believe it was For You Belong With Me. And Beyonce was in the category. Beyonce was in the house. And she went up there to take, get her award. And then a uh, young gentleman named uh, Omari, he uh, decided he wanted to get up there and interrupt her. That was... Uh, that he he was off the henny. He was on the red carpet with Amber Rose off the henny, a whole henny bottle. It was not light work. My man was drinking. He was drinking. Yeah. And uh, sides get up there and be like, "Hold on, hold on, I'm gonna let you finish." And Taylor's just like, "Huh? What, what's happening? Kanye West? Oh my gosh!" You know, because that was Taylor's. Um, I'm shocked that this is happening to me phase, and that was like her face for like 10 years. It felt like. And Kanye's like, hold up, I'll let you finish. But Beyonce had the best video of all time. And he did the shrug. And then he walked away. <laughs> and then Kanye got ostracized for it. And of course, that event had a lot to do with us getting my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Which is cool. But at the same time, uh, you know, uh, just wasn't a good look. But anyway, everybody's like, oh, poor Taylor. And I was one of them. Like, I felt bad for her. I mean, who, like, why would she expect that to happen? Like, she won a video music award from MTV, something that used to matter to people. Like, it used to be a big deal to VMAs. And now the VMAs ain't shit. But I know I was tuned in that night. And I feel like that was 
Was that the same night Little Mama got on the stage with Jay-Z and Alicia Keys? Or was that 2010? I don't remember. I, I'll have to check on that one. But from there, I remember 20. it was uh, 2010. Taylor and Kanye both came back to the VMAs. And I won't want to miss my turn. Taylor and Kanye both came back to the VMAs. Taylor did that performance where she made mention of Kanye and the song was very pretty but it was like okay I see what she's doing she's going to use that this forum of course where it happened to kind of re reclaim what what happened to her and you know and then Kanye of course comes out on the all white stage in a red suit and then drops a freaking uh what's the song called and I always done something wrong You've been putting up with my shit for way too long. I'm on most. Savatoes for the douchebags. Savatoes for the assholes. Savatoes for the bags. And every one of them that I know. I don't know. Whatever. He came out and did that shit in the red suit with the NPC and Pusha came out. And everybody forgot about Taylor's little moment, okay? So, with that all behind us, or so, we thought we'll come back to that later. Uh, Taylor goes and releases her next album. I don't remember what singles came where. Kanye puts out My Beautiful My, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, The Much Acclaim. 2011 comes uh, Watch the Throne. So, Kanye's out the narrative. And then somewhere in there, Taylor decides, I'm going to start doing uh, pop records, you know? So I believe her she had an album called Fearless, and that was like her last country album. Then she came out with Red, which is like her I'm crossing over, and I believe Red's the one where Never Getting Back Together was on there, and 22, which is one of Aaliyah's favorite songs. Um, trouble is my is the song I like off there personally. I knew you were trouble when you walked in. That shit goes. I don't care. I don't care. If you, if you think, oh my God, I can't believe you're talking about Taylor Swift, then why are you listening to the world's greatest podcast right now? Stop it. Turn it off. Or skip to the next topic. It might be another 20 minutes or so. I don't know. I got a lot to cover. So she does red. She's firmly in this pop space. I'm kind of like, oh, whatever, Taylor. It's cool. I mean, still not moved. Then 1989 happens. I skipped the whole... Um, shake it off thing like the video came out and there was people that liked the video people that didn't like the video I think the video is fine no big deal like nothing to write home about you know but I, I really uh, I didn't think much about shake it off but then the second single came out blank space and my god Blank Space is the best record that Taylor Swift has ever done. I don't care, I don't care. Blank Space put her in a grown space for the first time. She sounded like an actual woman and not just this little girl or even a processed pop star, country star who crossed over to pop. She sounded like a grown ass woman who was talking that shit on that single. Blank Space is an awesome record. So I listened, uh, heard that shit. I was like, yo, this shit's fucking dope. 
I was like, all right, I, I gotta. And this is after 1989 it came out, I believe. I had read her GQ article. Um, uh, in her, I think it was GQ. Um, that she did the article, uh, the interview, and talking about 1989 and all her growth and everything like that. And I was like, and color me impressed, man. I was like, you know what? I kind of fuck with Taylor now. I like this Taylor. So I checked out 1989, finally took in Shake It Off, really. And I was like, yo, this, this single's dope. Um, welcome to New York. I'm not that big of a fan. But then uh, she had that that last, uh, she had the style single that I fuck with. I didn't think I would, but style was dope too. But the whole 1989 album, I just fucked with it. I was really happy with it. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm a Taylor Swift fan. I'm not afraid to admit it. Now, I will take this little side and say that the first Taylor Swift song that I did not expect to like was when I went to see The Hunger Games. Now, I had no exposure to The Hunger Games going into the movie. Um, I thought, like, Angel's like, I want to go see The Hunger Games. I'm like, uh, why? Like, I'm thinking she's dragging me some rom-com. And don't get me wrong, I don't, like, I hadn't even seen, paid attention to any of the trailers or anything. So I'm thinking she's dragging me some rom-com, and you know, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> and she wouldn't really tell me anything. She's like, "Oh, it's about this sci-fi thing." I'm like, "And eh, there's probably some stupid love story in it." So I'm like, "Why? Why is she into this?" And and she said she had mentioned she mentioned she read, she had read the book and everything. And I was like, "Oh, whatever." And I got in there and I was like, "Whoa!" First off first exposure to Jennifer Lawrence. What up, Jennifer Lawrence? Uh, here she's engaged to a regular-ass dude. Shout out to that regular-ass dude now. Got away from that weird-ass director she was seeing. Uh, Darren Aronofsky? Aronofsky, maybe? I don't know. That could be completely wrong. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, first exposure to Jennifer Lawrence. Um, watched that movie. Loved The Hunger Games. Uh, first exposure to Liam Hemsworth thought Liam was a bitch because I was never a Gale fan. Team Pete over here, bitch. Thought she was dragging me something that was like Twilight, like, you know? And for the record, I've seen four of the five Twilight movies. I have never revisited on purpose. <laughs> uh, have not finished watching Breaking Dawn Part 2. It is somewhere in my house. Now that I have 11 nights to myself, 10 nights to myself, whatever it is. 11, because you're counting the night. Maybe I will knock out Breaking Dawn Part 2 and then have a full podcast about that. Maybe we can beat that S-Time Park podcast as the worst podcast of hyphenation ever. I'm not afraid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I really like the Hunger Games, man. But the part that involves Taylor Swift, this song came on during the credits. And it was called Safe and Sound, and it was this beautiful... It, you could classify it as a country genre, but it was more of like a folk song. And with being from West Virginia and stuff, I've been exposed to all kinds of country and folk music and bluegrass. But bluegrass is appropriately used when you're um, high as fuck and drinking, as I found out at a bluegrass festival. When I wasn't allowed to do those things, and my parents did the whole time. Yeah. So shout out to them. <laughs> but uh, I still enjoy the bluegrass music. So Yeah. Had this record called Safe and Sound, and I was like, this is a really good song. I can't believe this is Taylor Swift. This this is this show's chops. I fuck with it. So I had been that had been like the one Taylor Swift song that I've really enjoyed until 1989. So 1989 comes out, 
uh, Taylor's on her grown woman shit now in all her interviews and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is super dope. I'm totally into this, Taylor. Like, I'm glad this is where we've ended up. Where she's ended up. I'm, I'm here for the ride. Uh, I, oh, of course, and then it was like uh, 20, let's see, I was at the um, Arkwright house. So it had to be like the 24 and uh, 2013 VMAs, I, I want to say, was when, no, 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 that's way too far back because Aaliyah was born. So it might have been the 2014 AMAs. Or no, no, wait, because Justin got back with uh, NSYNC. That might have been the AMAs in four, or the VMAs in 14. Um, 15, whichever one when Kanye got the Achievement Award, when Taylor introduced them, which I thought was crazy. I'm like, I was like, wow, like they've come so far that she's introducing them. Like, has like the fact, like Kanye has actually reached out to this woman and they have really talked out what he did to her. And now they've actually come to the space where Taylor Swift from, don't quote me, Nashville and Shy City's own Omari are on speaking terms and are actually friends. Like, that shit's cool because, like, they even showed them before. Like, they were sitting together, him and Kim and Taylor and stuff. Taylor did this beautiful introduction and Kanye got up there. And I think it was when Kanye was talking shit about running in 2020. And I was like, oh, man, it's so cool. And then, of course, not that long after that, the Brit Awards happened where Kanye did the live version of All Day and Taylor was standing with uh, Kim and Taylor was just rocking with, rocking with my dude while he's on stage killing it. And, like... For the record, all day, way better record live. That's why Kanye eventually put out the um, performance on his YouTube channel and never actually released the all day music video, even though it does exist. I've seen it. Um, I haven't seen it in a long time, though. It's, it's out there somewhere. The truth is out there, people. And then we roll into the launch for Life of Pablo. I don't remember when it broke. I may have talked about it on this pod before. But of course, on Famous, Kanye says, I feel like me and Taylor should have had sex because I made that bitch famous, you know? And even then, when I first heard it, like, if it, if it had been, like, if you hadn't just seen him and, like, Taylor introduce him for that award and then Taylor hanging out with Kim, if they hadn't put on the front of them being some kind of friends and there being a true friendship there if that hadn't existed then maybe maybe you could sit here and tell me if Kanye used that line it's like ha it's kind of funny <laughs> cause he definitely upped her profile when he interrupted her to be amazed in 2009 That's, there's no doubt about it but what bothered me is like yo from what I can tell, that's your girl. That's your friend. Y'all are friends. Even y'all are at least good acquaintances. She has done things for you, whether to for publicity's sake or whatever, for you. Like I feel like you owe it to her to not be like, I made this bitch. I, we should have sex. I made this bitch fame. It bothered me. That shit didn't hit for me. And famous is a good ass song. <laughs> I fuck with famous. The video's dumb as fuck. Especially when he puts Taylor in there naked. 
with his wife naked and he's naked and all the people's naked Donald Trump like when you get something like that from what seems to be a, a relationship that a friendship that seems to be cool it just seemed like a low blow and as soon as like the famous record really came out on Pablo, Taylor came out and said, "I think I, th- I think Ye had said Taylor said I could do it first, and then Taylor came back with, "I never said that was okay, and I don't think that's fair for you to categorize me in that way, where you're just like knocking it down to bringing it down to it's like raw man man v woman man and woman thing where." You want you think we should have sex? Cause I made it, like I owe you sexual relations because of what you did to me. You know, and I, I never agreed with it either. So of course Taylor comes back out and she's like, "Nah, fuck that." And I was like, "Good for you, Taylor," because that shit wasn't cool in my eyes. Then <laughs> we get a few months down the road, and then. Kim's over here spilling the tea on Snapchat <laughs> with Ye on the phone <laughs> talking to her. You can clearly tell it's Taylor. And he's like, hey, I have this song on there. Uh, I have this song, and it's like, I feel like me and you should have sex. Me and you should have sex. I made that bitch fame. And she's like, ha ha ha, that's so funny. Like, you can tell, clearly tell it's Taylor. And it's like, oh, okay. So you were cool with it at first, but then when it got out and people were offended by it, instead of you just being like, like, yeah, um, instead of you either not saying nothing or you being like, "Eh, it's no big deal, you know, I laughed it off in the story on your side, no, you came out against it. And then Kim's like, no, no, bitch. No, bitch. You said it was cool. And then you tried to say the lines were different, yada, yada, yada. So right there, I was like, okay. You got caught, Taylor. Whatever, life goes on. Shit happens. Then we get to reputation. And pretty much the whole promotional run for reputation everything leading up to it was Taylor's revenge against the Kim and Kanye's of the world and look what you made me do and I didn't like look what you made me do I probably have but I cannot confirm whether I've heard any other songs of reputation after I realized that she was going to use this reputation album to clap back at Kanye and Kim for outing her, so to speak. After I realized, came to that realization, I was just kind of out, man, and I heard, look what you made me do, and I was like, this isn't the Taylor Swift that I signed up for. This isn't what I want from Taylor Swift. So I was out. All the way out. So now, bring you up to present day. About to release the Lover album. Has a single me out. Has another song out. Uh, video might be out too and stuff. And here's the thing. There's some other pop stars that have come and taken Taylor's spot. Taylor's still going to sell records, regardless. She's one of the biggest artists in the world right now. 
that's not the issue at hand. The issue is Taylor's not number one, man. See, see, see what happened was this uh, thing called Ariana Grande happened. Yeah. And Ariana Grande was, of course, the Sam and Cat girl and comes out with the Mac Miller single and, you know, pops up with Iggy Azalea, Azalea and Nikki. Not Nikki. Not Nikki Azalea. Iggy Azalea. With uh, uh, Iggy... Uh, Wait, yeah, Iggy Azalea, yeah. Uh, and another girl is Azalea Banks, yeah. And on that song, you know, in there with uh, uh, the other big singer, like, and she starts building these big hits and stuff. And then, like, the year, this year that I uh, switched jobs, it was at Huntington, she had out the album Before Sweetener, which, oh, uh, Dangerous Woman? I heard Dangerous Woman for the first time, the single. And I was like, what the fuck is this? That beat goes hard as shit. And then, like, that's, like, the thing about Ariana, she looks like she's a kid, but she never has sang like she's a fucking kid. And then Ariana's like, fuck that, I'm a fucking woman. I'm a fucking bring it. Dangerous Woman came out, that shit knocked. She had the Nicki Minaj single. That shit was knocking. She had another single out that was knocking. I listened to the Dangerous Woman album and I was like, that shit goes. This is this is the next step. This is where Taylor fucked up. And Taylor hadn't came out with reputation yet. So I, there was still a chance where Taylor could have came back out with a with um, a more mature uh, building on 1989 sound. Ariana just said, I'm just gonna slide right in here. Everything that you act like you want to do with the with with the rappers and the hip hop and and still do pop and and then with wanting to say how you feel, I'm gonna do that shit. And then it wasn't even I believe Ariana dropped Sweetener just last year. Sweetener came out in '18. That joint had hits. And then Ariana's like, eh. and. God bless the dead. Mac Miller died. Whether his death had any inspiration on her going into the studio to write Thank You Next, but there he is in the first verse. Um, wish he could talk to Malcolm because he was an angel. And then Thank You Next happens. Everybody's like, oh my God, Thank You Next is dope. Then she drops the fucking crazy ass video. Guest appearances galore. The Legally Blonde references. The Mean Girls references. Ariana's fucking out of here, man. And Ariana came back from a fucking mass shooting in Manchester, bro. Are you, like, come on, bro. Killing it. Killing the fucking game. What's Taylor doing? <sighs> Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. <laughs> no, that's not the look you needed, girl. And then Ariana's like, uh, well... This song did all right, well. Let me go ahead and throw out another fucking album, Seven Rings in Your Fucking Face. <laughs> Taylor has peaked. 1989 Taylor was the best version of Taylor Swift. She has since taken steps back, and now it seems like after she's like, all right, I'm getting my um, uh, uh, woman who can take care of myself back reputation, now I'm gonna go back to, I'm a, I'm a, now she's gonna go back to the themes of looking for love and, all this, like she's she's trying to find this 
She's trying to give you a safe alternative to Ariana Grande. We don't need a safe alternative. I sound like Zach Campbell in here. If you don't know Zach Campbell, <laughs> he's a YouTuber. Ironically enough, I found Zach right when uh, Miley dropped Malibu, Miley Cyrus. And I was, that's when the cultural appropriate, like people were starting to jump her shit like, oh, so you used us for bangers and, and did pets and, and twerked and all this other stuff. Um, you went and used us for all these things and now you're all of a sudden going to go back to Malibu and go back to singing and make comments about not wanting to smoke weed and feeling like hip hop culture was dangerous for you. And this episode is also sponsored by Dr. Pepper. Oh! So I was looking for a reaction video. I was like, man, somebody on YouTube is probably going in on Molly. I gotta check this out. And ironically enough, I ran across Zach Campbell. Zach Campbell didn't tear down Miley's Malibu video. He did. He was very fair with it. And then I was just kind of drawn in. I'm like, man, this dude, this, this dude's dope. And so I started checking for his shit. So he, he's the reason I know what the fuck a uh, fuck a bop is. I didn't know what a bop was until he started doing bops or flops. So. Here's another recommendation, Zach Campbell on YouTube. Check him out. He's hilarious. Damn, excuse me. Next, uh, excuse me, next. Um, yeah, check him out. I, I sound like Zach Campbell though for some reason. But bringing up Miley, I'd say about a month and a half ago, of course, Miley went Malibu. I believe there's a project attached. I didn't check for it. Never checked for dead pets either. Dead Pets was super long. Maybe one day. Heard, I heard most of the bangers. I, I enjoy Ratchet Miley. I don't care. I don't care. I enjoy Ratchet Miley, okay? And then you're like, oh, but you were just on Justin shit. Here's the thing that bothers me about... Yeah, she made those comments. But also... Miley is still super young, alright? Miley's not even 30. Miley might be 27, 28, okay? So if Miley feels like, oh, well, if Miley felt the need to change directions and shit and go a different route, I'm cool with that. I'm not bothered by that in the least. Not at all, fam. No. Why? Why? Like, people want to be so mad. I can't believe Miley Cyrus did this. Go, go eat a dick. Enough, like I'm calling out EG. I'm not, bro. I'm just saying, like, here, here's, here's my argument. Let me, let me actually break it down for you instead of telling you you eat a dick. Um, Miley's young. If Miley wanted to go a different direction and try to get back to her singing roots and everything, that's perfectly fine. Miley's still finding herself. She's hated Montana, Montana for years. Decided to go ratchet Miley for Bangers era, uh, Dead Pets era. Comes back and wants to do Malibu, whatever the fuck happened with that. That's cool with me. Justin came out the gates. My man came out the gates, okay? Fucking uh, justified. Living in not just the pop space, but in R&B space. With the clips on his lead single. Backed by Pharrell Williams. Backed by Timbaland. You know? Then he goes and makes... Future Sex Love Sounds, all Timbaland, still a very, very 
heavy R&B influenced record. Then my man takes off Future Sex was 2006. Then he doesn't come back till 2013, I believe. 2012. Comes back with, uh, um, with, uh, 2020 experience. And it's still very R&B heavy. Pop, like, light on the pop. Even part two had a little bit more pop stuff on it. But still came from R&B influence produced by Timbaland. And then you're going to come back with Man of the Woods after all that. After years and years of I live in this pop space. And essentially, it, it, to me it felt like you were just taking a shit on this. Because Miley used this for two, two or three years, okay? And then she got out and did her Malibu thing. You lived and breathed this shit. We embraced you. We were rooting for you, Justin. And then you come back with Man in the Woods and your flannel and shit. And then you still had the nerve to come out with a fucking R&B influence for a single that sucked, that was trash. Miley, on the other hand, all of a sudden on Instagram, Molly's smoking weed again. Molly's drashing a little bit. Trashier. Looking more like Ratchet Miley. I said, I either said it to one of my coworkers or I said it to Heather. I was like, yo, I think Ratchet Miley's about to come back and I'm here for it. And sure enough, she dropped She Is Coming a few weeks ago. It's like five or six joints. And as shit goes, and it's still from a pop influence, but it also has rap influences. And Molly's back on the ratchet shit, but Molly's not on that short hair twerk. You know, twerk, Molly, Molly, twerk, twerk. Um, not, not on that shit, but she's gone back to unwholesome Miley. And it seems like this Miley is coming from a more genuine place than the first time. So even if Miley drops the CP and then whenever she just tries to drop another full length, even if she decides, like My Miley has cred everywhere now. For me, if Miley wants to do an album, I'm like, all right, I want to do a few country songs here, do a few ballads here, do straight pop records, and then do a couple ratchet joints, throw that shit out there, fine. You're allowed to exist in all these spaces, Miley. Justin existed solely in the one space and I had expectations of him. And for him to go so far country with it and just abandon us is what it felt like. And then still try to use us in the end be like, hey, check out this song. It kind of sounds like my old stuff, but flannel's on here. Man in the woods, y'all. No, fam. And then have the first half of the album be good and the rest of the album be trash. No. No, man. I'm, I'm not here for it. And, and then you got some other heavy hitters out there I'd like to uh, throw shout-outs to. Demi Lovato has had a few moments. Um, she had it out before her uh, relapse uh, probably about a year ago now. She was killing the charts. Uh, she she was definitely up there a lot. Um, you got your Halseys out there who I believe uh, Eric uh, E.G. mentioned on 101. She's out there killing it. I, I fuck with a lot of pop music, man. But it just seems like Miley is kind of an afterthought. Miley is, I mean, not Miley, excuse me. Taylor is an afterthought, man. She peaked, and now she's trying to recapture 
some of what she lost from Reputation. I'm, I'll be honest with y'all, I will check out Reputation at some point, and I will check out this new Taylor album, I'll get back to you, but Taylor's just never going to get back to where she could have really launched her career to have that longevity. <clears throat> Everybody I mentioned is still super young. We don't know if they're going to be around in 10 years, you know? We don't know if they're going, if they're going to be true pop icons of this era. They have the makings of it, but I just feel like when you get to these conversations 10 years from now, Taylor Swift is going to be an afterthought. And I feel like she could have launched and done something more just in that. She made her choices, and we'll see if uh, Lover is enough to uh, bring it around town for her to get her back on track. But I don't know, man. I don't know. So, next topic. But before we do that, let's take a break. Hey. Hey, yeah, you. You like comic books, anime, and stuff? Sure you do. Who the hell doesn't? And that's why you should listen to a podcast called Fresh. It's like audio cliff notes of ancient texts painstakingly translated by us for you. So do yourself a favor. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Trust me, we're everywhere. So don't forget, it's a podcast called Fresh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, and anywhere podcasts are casted. What kind of forever? Welcome back to the world's greatest podcast. Uh, Barack Obama approved hyphenation. So, this is a quick little funny story y'all enjoy. So, as a former rapper known as B-Hyphen, my music is out there for mass consumption. No, it's never been mass consumed. <laughs> Massly consumed. Uh, and I'm okay with that. I've come to terms with it. Trying to do the same for the podcast and not look at numbers so hard. And just do the podcast and let the beat build, you know. I'm trying. It's hard, but I am trying. For the record. With that said... Sometimes angel students find out about me being a rapper. And Angel being proud of me and not caring will tell them well I don't know if she told them my rap name per se. Not this time. But you know my name's Kellen Conley, you know, she's Angel Conley, I'm Kellen Conley. And so some of her students towards the end of the school year decided we're gonna Google Kellen Conley and music and see what comes up. So Susan Angel tells me this. I'm like, oh, great. They're going to run across some of the bad shit I did. Well, I don't think any of the shit's... Some of the shit's online. Some of them aren't great. But I'm more worried about them hearing... Like, uh, I wouldn't want them to decide to run into... Uh, oh, what's that? AO Technology. A 50 Cent song featuring who? Justin Timberlake. Go fucking figure. Um, I did a remix of that, and it's kind of filthy and nasty. I wouldn't want them to hear me talk that shit on there, you know? You know, I don't want them hearing that. So whenever somebody says, oh, and then they check out the music, I'm like, oh, or they check the podcast, I'm like, great. They probably heard me on there saying, fuck shit, damn, fuck shit, ass shit. Person in front of me probably thinks I have Tourette's. That's okay. Maybe I do. Um, so yeah, man, back in Morgantown. <laughs> Kids Google me. And, uh, yeah. They found me. 
and somehow they searched Telling Conley Music and they found I'm pretty sure the Victory Jump Off Radio Mix that I did that's all Method Man so they start checking it out <laughs> and then they just listen to Method Man they're like oh man he's pretty good <laughs> so like you know, I was Method Man like I was like well shit that's a high ass compliment you know I am no Method Man but I will use this moment to segue and tell this story again. Hopefully, I didn't tell it before. I was telling everybody last weekend when I was hanging out with uh, with uh, E and Louie and Cortez, DJ Strizzy, and and uh, you know Larry and Ryan and Xavier and all the people that was hanging out at the quad video shoot that I was at last weekend. I was telling them about the time that I got to interview Method Man. Uh, for U92, it was just a, it was a phoner. I was I called him on the phone and I recorded it and I was supposed to air it on the, I was supposed to air it. And this is right after 421, the day after came out, which is Method Man's fourth album. Let's see, To Cal. Then there was To Cal 2000 Judgment Day. Then there was To To Cal Zero the prequel. And then there was uh, there was a uh, 421 the day after. Was the name of the tune. And I was super nervous, man. Like, Meth, I've, I've talked about how much I love Meth. Meth made the top um, made the top 20 MCs list for me. I threw Meth in there. Also threw Ray, did I throw Ray and Ghost in there? I don't remember. I gotta go back and listen to that episode. I don't remember the order other than JB and number one anymore. Um, but I did throw Meth in there. Meth was a last minute entry. But I got meth in there, you know, and I was a, just a small town girl living in a lonely world. But I was just, I was nervous, man, and I'd never, I'd interviewed a couple people, but no one on the level of Method Man. Someone who I spent hours listening to in my room or in the bus or, you know, I, I just spent a lot of time listening to Method Man. And all of a sudden I was going to be on the phone with him. So, uh, yeah, the date got changed, the time got changed, I was waiting and waiting, and finally they're like, alright, call call this number at this time, and we'll connect you with meth. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, who talked to meth to me? Oh my god, oh wow. That's how I felt, you know? I was just in a, like, stu- I was in studio, uh, I don't even know what that studio is called, it's a studio when you first walk in the United too, and it was one of our nicer studios, had the Pro Tools set up everything. Knew what I was doing to record everything. Got meth on the phone, and I just went to shit. I was like, ooh, uh, ooh, uh, uh, so, meth, you got uh, Kwame producing beats on there. Where did you find Kwame? He's like, Kwame. You know, the nigga with the polka dots. I'm like, oh, yeah. And meth, uh, you know, uh, radio, I really enjoyed your single say and everything, but uh, it doesn't seem like it's taking off. Like, uh, what do you think the issue is? He's like, uh, probably because I dissed radio on there. You know, have you listened to it? Like, I just asked the dumbest fucking questions, and this was probably mess. I don't know, X number of phoner of the day, phone interview. And he just seemed annoyed, and I just sounded stupid. And I used to have the audio, but I can't find it. I probably deleted it out of embarrassment. I did post it at one point, but unless it's still in Live Journal, which I don't know if Live Journal 
if I, I still have the audio from Live Journal in there, I might have to go through there, or if I delete the Method Man post. But God, it was just fucking awful. <laughs> Which is funny that her students thought I was Method Man, because the one time I did talk to Method Man, well, I botched it. I botched it so hard. Might as well have been Alicia Fox in the ring. So yeah, that, that's my Method Man story. Next topic. This is a real quick one. Robert Pattinson is Batman. I mentioned the Twilight films earlier. I did not care for his performance in the Twilight films. As Edward, I was a Team Jacob kind of guy. Yes, I had a team despite not really loving the films like that. Um, but I will say that Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne slash Batman, I cannot wait. I think it's going to be awesome. If anyone can come out of nowhere and surprise, it's going to be Robert Pattinson because it's in the same vein as people didn't want Michael Keaton to be Batman, which we're going to talk about tomorrow night. And then people didn't want Heath Ledger to be the Joker and people didn't want Robert Downey Jr. to be Iron Man. And so on and so forth. Hell, people didn't want Ben Affleck to be, uh, be Batman. And some people would be like, see, I was right. I like Batfleck. Granted, I've only seen the one performance in Batman v Superman, and I enjoyed that. I don't know if I'll like his performance so much in Justice League when I finally press play on that bitch. Something else I need to do. And these nights that I have free is probably sit down and finally watch Justice League. Um, but I enjoyed Ben Affleck as Batman. I was disappointed when he wasn't coming back. But let me check Justice League just to make sure Batman v Superman wasn't a fluke. And I'll probably watch Batman v Superman again, too. But you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe not. I am putting my faith in Robert Pattinson. Looking forward to hearing the hearing. To seeing him as Batman in the forthcoming Batman movie. I believe it's called The Batman. And I I got all the faith in the world on that. Sorry, not sorry. Let's take a break and then we'll do the go home. It's like sound advice or whatever. It's like comics, conventions, and cosplay or whatever. It's like ladies night or whatever. It's like wrestling, or whatever. It's like parenting, or whatever. It's like anime, or whatever. It's like spiritual warfare, or whatever. It's like great friends, awesome people, coming around doing what we do best, or whatever. You should watch, listen, and follow, or whatever. It's like a podcast or whatever. Welcome back. Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast, Hyphen Nation. As always, brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, a Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people. HyphenPodcastGroup.com. All the episodes are on there. Or you can go to my personal website, HyphenUniverse.com. All the episodes are on there, as well as some of my writing and stuff, if you're into that. Uh, wherever podcasts are sold, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
Google Play Music, Google Podcast. I got to pause for a second because this sticker on the back of this car says, sorry for your small penis. So there's that. Always interesting. <laughs> wow. Um, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, um, TuneIn, wherever, wherever you want, man. And if you go to a certain podcast app and you can't find hyphenation or hyphen podcast group in general, let a brother know so I can fix that. If you want to reach out to the show, you can do so with one of the following ways. You can at B-H-Y-P-H-E-N-B hyphen on Twitter, at hyphen pod group on Twitter, Email me, be hyphen at gmail.com, hyphen podcast group at gmail.com. Facebook, hyphen universe, hyphen podcast group. And Instagram, the be hyphen or hyphen podcast group. Reach out to me in any of those spaces. Sounds like a plan. Sounds good to me. Let me know. Oh, man. Words of wisdom for today. Patience, 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 man. I know... It's hard to have patience any time. You're going through certain things. Um, Stress is real, anxiety is real. But as dad always says, this is nothing a deep breath won't fix. Take a few deep breaths, get your mind right, and try to deal with the situation at hand. That's my words of wisdom. Because Lord knows, Consider I'm going to be a mostly single father for a few days, uh, for a few weeks, week and a half at least. Um, yeah, I'm going to need a lot of patience. So I need y'all to pray for me. Uh, pray that I'm not too mean to Leah just because I'm by myself, because that's not fair to her. Not fair to her at all. Power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life, no matter what that may be, no matter what you have to do. You got to do you. You got to stay true. You got to speak your truth, as I always tell maps all the time. Got to speak your truth, man. Apologies to Markel Fultz. You got traded. You're trash. Hopefully, year three will be better for you, bruh. Congratulations to the Toronto Raptors, man. I didn't pick them. A lot of people didn't pick him, but Kawhi Leonard is now a two-time NBA Finals MVP. And we'll see if he stays in Toronto. Like I said, I hope to talk about that on Lemon on the Edge here in the coming week. Get some of my sports takes off. If you go to hyphenpodcastgroup.com and go to shows, um, actually, you can't because the, the link's linked to the anchor pages now. But if... If you go to a site called Chartable.com and look up Hyphen Nation on there, um, you can uh, find an RSS feed. Take that RSS feed, turn that some bitch sideways, put it into your favorite podcast listening device, and you can get all 102 episodes of Fire! Just like that. That's how it's done. Easy peasy. Or uh, you can just do your normal podcast stuff. I just like saying that, but now the RSS feed's harder to get to. It's not as fun. So, yeah. Um, that's it, man. Hyphenation 102 in the books. 103 will be coming Thursday. 
Lord willing. Should be about Batman 89, Lord willing, with Marcus Robinson. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm Kellen Conley. This has been the world's greatest podcast, the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast, the hyphen nation. Appreciate everyone taking time to listen. Even if it's just a little bit, hopefully my topic hasn't drove y'all away. Maybe y'all be like, man, I really like this music content. Maybe you should talk more about music, uh, Kellen. Well, I do have something in the works that may or may not have the last part of the title called Manifesto. In case anybody knows what that is, you probably don't. But I, I am working on something that's going to be more music related here in the near future. So be on the lookout for that. And until next time, be good to yourself and each other. Um, oh, Reach out to your loved ones, man. Tell tell people you love them while they're still here, man. Give them their flowers. Call your mom. Dap up your dad. Punch your sister. Hug your brother. Send an email. Write a letter. Send grandma a letter. She'd love that. Um, send granddad a letter. Uh, send, send a telegram. You find a place to send a telegram, you should send a telegram. Send a postcard when you're in another city. Even if it's just a little postcard, man. Like, it, it, It's nice... For people to know when you're thinking of them. That's all it is. Make sure you do that and make sure you're having genuine interactions with people. You never know what the next man or woman is going through, next woman or man is going through. And those genuine interactions can go a long way to make someone's day better than the way it was going before you approached them that day. Not a good ROM, but it works for the purposes. And uh, yeah, guys, till next time. Thank you for listening. Thanks, y'all. the recommendations i forgot wine country on netflix stars amy poehler and uh um what's her face (laughs) um dang i'm not looking it up i I could look at it but it's got a it's got a bunch of funny women in it and it's essentially about one of the friends turning 50 to go to wine country. It's like six friends. They used to work at a pizza shop together. It's a fun little movie. Good way to kill an hour and a half, hour 45, whatever it runs. I felt like it was a little too short. Tina Fey pops up in it too. thought it was real cool. I wanted to just say that real quick. And then also another Netflix movie, um, Always Always Be My Maybe, starring uh, Ali Wong and Randall Park. That shit's funny as hell. Um, Ali Wong is a smoke show. Smoke show has been rolling through my head for a while now. So shout out to smoke show. Wanted to get that in there real quick. And, uh, it's a funny movie, man. And, uh, if you're into the year of Keanu Reeves, like I am, 
Keanu Reeves has an appearance in there, and it's really funny, man. He doesn't take up the whole movie, but his uh, his scenes in that movie is really great. So check it out. But I do want to say, before I go any further, Taylor Swift dropped her video for You Need to Calm Down. That's a single that I couldn't remember earlier. Hadn't heard it until that video. And to quote my man, Zach Campbell, that shit is kind of a bop. Probably the first Taylor Swift song I've liked in a minute. So, uh, yeah, with that said, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Lover's going to be dope, man. I don't know. So let me do this right now. Alexa, remind me in six months to revisit the Taylor Swift conversation from Hyphenation 102. Let's go with 6 p.m. Cool. So uh, six months, I, I will get an alert from a, a friendly neighborhood Amazon uh, um, thing. I don't want to say her name because then she'll be like, what? Hmm? What'd you say? Oh, real quick, Alexa, who's the best basketball player in the world? James Harden. She was saying Jimmy Butler for a little bit. That was dope. And then it went to LeBron. And then I checked a few weeks ago, and it's still in this James Harden bullshit. So, yeah, wine country, always be my maybe. You need to calm down. It's kind of dope, man. So Taylor might be ready to shove this whole argument in my face. We'll see. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid at exposure.